And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome. I'm Tom Lorian. I will be your host today. Thank you for joining us. Today, our guest mentor is John Abate. For those who live in California and those who have visited California, many of you have probably frequented one of the stores he owns here in California while driving on Highway 99 or I-5. He is one of McDonald's top and most innovative franchise owners in California. He has also written a book, Invest Yourself, which we will post to our website, thementorsradio.com after the show. He wrote this after going through a period of self-examination on what he was doing and where he was headed. Today, John will give us a peek behind the curtain at McDonald's, and he will share his cutting-edge employee development program that has helped employees gain the skills and the education needed to reach their potential in life. The most powerful question throughout John's life continues to be, who do you say I am? which comes from scripture. Welcome, John, and thank you for sharing your time with us. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Looking forward to it. Let's get started with a behind-the-scenes look at McDonald's uh, and your franchise. How big a geography uh, does it cover? How big a population does it serve? And how many stores do you have? Yeah, uh, we have 37 McDonald's restaurants, and... uh, those 37 McDonald's restaurants can serve up to 30,000 people a day throughout the central San Joaquin Valley of California. And uh, we go into the foothills. We have a footprint in uh, Bakersfield, of course, along the interstate, Fresno, and um, just areas throughout the central San Joaquin Valley, little towns like Gustine and uh, um, Mendota and things like that. So quite a footprint, to be honest. And how many Which employees do you have? Actually, at McDonald's. Uh, so we have upwards of 2,000 employees at any one time. And the interesting thing about McDonald's is, is you know, there's a fairly high turnover, and that's that's really part of the plan. Um, so those 2,000 employees, it might be 3,500 throughout the year, depending on you know folks who work during the summertime. We have a you know, a lot of young folks who are using McDonald's for a short period of time as their bridge to the next evolution of what they want their career to be. So a fair amount of turnover. So, yeah, from, you know, up to 3,500 employees or more. How many of your stores do you run uh, 24-7? I know they're all seven days, but how many 24-hour stores? You know, we uh, don't run any restaurant 24 hours a day anymore, except during specific time frames in the year, sometimes during the summer months or around the peak holiday periods. You know, we found actually that um, it, it's, it's important to be open late because that's what the consumer wants. But some of these hours between, let's say, 2 in the morning until 5 in the morning when we standardly open are, are hours that just – aren't frequented that often by our guests, and they create more of a liability for us than uh, certainly worth the time to be open. And to remind our audience, uh, how many stores does McDonald's have worldwide? I know it's changing every day, but about how Yeah, many? there's probably in the mid-30,000, 35,000 or so worldwide, um, with actually the majority now out outside of the United States. So there, in fact, um, there's... The McDonald's restaurants in the United States, the numbers actually declined slightly over the last several years. Well, I remember visiting a store in France, and I believe they served wine at uh, that store, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you know, if you ever get a chance to, to visit McDonald's restaurants in Europe, I would highly encourage it because they are very innovative, very cutting edge. 
in how they're delivering hospitality and customer service and just really enhancing the brand McDonald's. Uh, in fact, we've learned a lot from our partners in Australia, France, Italy, and uh, in England, certainly. And we, we're stealing some of those ideas to try to enhance our business here uh, in the United now, do you States. Do you, do you travel sometimes to these stores outside the United States to get a firsthand look? Yes, actually, uh, we do. I do it. If I'm if I have an opportunity to be in Europe, then I always try to stop at as many McDonald's restaurants as, as I can. But there's a lot of cross collaboration between McDonald's International and, and McDonald's domestic, domestic, and specifically owner operators and company people taking trips abroad to really experience the differences and then try to, to capture those. Um, you know, in fact, I was in Canada um, a while back in Toronto, and we spent a fair amount of time looking at the business in Canada and some of the things that they were doing. Uh, but Australia, you know, we have a McDonald's corporate regional person here in the Walnut Creek area, and she's actually uh, from McDonald's Australia, and now she's part of McDonald's USA. So, uh, oh, so, so you can tap into her in terms absolutely. of uh, well, yeah, ideas and, and, and things. Yeah. Fact, she's yeah, she's actually taken on and hired a couple of folks from Australia as well to be part of her team to help kind of cross-collaboration. So it's exciting. It, it, it's really interesting to, to get the viewpoints from other folks who aren't um, encumbered by some of the you know, traditional McDonald's thinking that started all the way back with Ray Kroc. Now, since you have 37 stores, I'm assuming you have some type of a headquarters for your franchise, some kind of a location where, you, where your yeah. managers and supervisors all get together? Right, yeah, absolutely. And we're located in Merced in the central San Joaquin Valley. Um, but since we're so spread out, you know, in fact, I had a two-hour video conference call this morning with all my top staff. So we've done a lot of innovative things to try to bring the geography closer together, so to speak, through technology. And since I am in the business of running a business like you are. I'm curious what, you know, when you're a startup or which is what I generally do, you have to go out and find services. Does McDonald's provide accounting services and all the different services, or do you guys do that locally? Yeah. So that's uh, a part of the business that's changed quite drastically over the last uh, 25 or so years. Uh, you know, we have local accountants and local finance people, but we've also, as owner-operators, gone to about four or five large accounting firms who specialize in the McDonald's business today. Um, and so that's very different than what it was even 15 years ago. And so there's a couple of handful of key big large accounting firms that not only deal with the operators, but also deal with the, uh, the McDonald's corporation directly, you know, so it's a little bit more efficient. Well, let's come back and talk about that when we come back from break. We're up against a hard break. Hang on. We'll hear more about McDonald's from top franchise owner John Abati when we return. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. MyPillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-890-6632, 1-800-890-6632, and use promo code MENTORS. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. 
A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org, oathbook.org. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I have John Abate, one of McDonald's top franchise owners. He is giving us a behind-the-scenes look at managing 2,000 employees and 37 McDonald locations in the California Central Valley. John, you were telling us a little bit about the services that you provide or that you now, how you source them and running your business. And do you have an executive team for your um, your franchise? I, I do, yes. Uh, myself and then I have a director of operations. Actually, I have two directors of operations, really, one in the Bakersfield uh, DMA area and then one in the Fresno Merced DMA, and then I have a director of marketing and human resources. I have a director of facilities and maintenance, um, and then I have some key finance folks uh, also. And, uh, and well, another ancillary, and then I have a bunch of supervisors underneath those folks who actually are in the restaurants, and they typically have uh, five restaurants or so that they manage. Well, I've always been impressed with the quality control. I'm in the healthcare field making medical products, so quality control is something that I pay a lot, pay a lot of attention to and right. uh, certainly know the, the discipline required. Tell us a little bit about uh, store audits, and I think you've got, you probably do your own audits, and then you have people from the corporate that come in and audits, but let's talk a little bit about the uh, the quality control system. Yeah, isn't that the hallmark of McDonald's? You know, it's foundational to McDonald's about being consistent, not only uh, in our restaurants, but it's being consistent across the country and across the world. And that's really the hallmark of the brand. And so we take that very, very seriously, not only in our own organization, but also uh, from a company perspective. And so that we, we have lots of opportunity to audit ourselves internally. And then McDonald's, periodically audits our restaurants looking at not only the customer experience, but also um, things in and around food safety and playland inspection and uh, procedures and drive-through service and things like that. And so that happens sometimes randomly and then sometimes on actually scheduled visits. And then we're actually graded on this at a pretty high level. So every one of my restaurants is basically graded and has a scorecard, not only for myself, but for McDonald's Corporation. And that's ultimately my scorecard. And so McDonald's rewards uh, franchisees via the results of the scorecard. And it is incredibly deep and uh, intense. And we're measuring everything from, of course, food quality, food safety, but sales, transactions, drive-through speed, um, customer complaints, um, positive customer voice com- uh, responses, uh, you name it, we're measuring it and we're being measured by it. Um, so it's quite extensive to try to make sure that the brand continues to shine. And, um, and even with that, we, we struggle, right? Even with that, we have times where we don't live up to the brand promise. Um, and, and, and that's haunting, and it's frustrating, and, um, but it's part of business, as you well know. Um, but certainly are, we have good systems in play. What are the challenges that you're facing today, the top challenges of this year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, minimum wage is a, is a huge barrier for us. And I don't, you know, don't want to comment on minimum wage philosophically, but rapid increase in labor specifically in the California marketplaces, put uh, an extreme amount of pressure on all businesses to still deliver upon their brand promise, whatever it happens to be. And so let's take McDonald's as an example. Um, 
going from, you know, $11 an hour to up to $15 an hour in a couple of years, and then trying to maintain the same labor density um, is very difficult because, you know, to a certain extent, our product is not inelastic. It's elastic, meaning simply that I can't continue to raise the price over and over and over again, pass those costs on the consumer without them reacting. By reacting, well, I mean a- either going and eating at home or going to another competitor. So it, it's a real challenge uh, for us to try to balance the cost pressures of labor and increasing, you know, prices to try to keep up with it and still delivering the brand promise. Well, there was a good article today in the Wall Street Journal about this issue, and they talked about uh, the future holds. What the future holds is a $20 burger. So uh, I, I think you're echoing at least what was written about in the article, the pressures that you have, and uh, labor is a big one. And also the, the problem is, uh, you know, with the unemployment rate, uh, trying to attract a Mentioned the turnover, and we're going to come back to that in a minute. Yeah, uh, another subject. So this, uh, this is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to Metro's Radio. We're with top McDonald's franchise owner John Abate. So I, I, just to pursue this quality thing just a little bit more, how many complaints? I know you have an 800 number, I think, on the cups or something, and people can call in. Yes. How many how many complaints do you get in a month, and how are they handled? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question because we have multiple outlets for consumers to voice their opinion. And so we have an 800 number on cups. We have another 800 number in the restaurants themselves. And then we also have what we call the voice opportunity. And then there's email opportunity as well. So there's probably four or five different avenues to voice your displeasure. And we measure it uh, numbers per thousand, so eight complaints per hundred thousand, things like that. The interesting thing about complaints, though, is that most of the complaints we never hear. I wish we did, but most of the time people come through our restaurants and they're dissatisfied. They don't take the time to voice their opinion to us in a way that's going to be – helpful or allow us to improve. And I wish there was more of that. But we're constantly trying to grab this information. So whether it's via um, a call service or email, every one of my supervisors and every one of their marketplaces calls the customer personally. And then we also have a follow-up mechanism in our back office where we'll send the customer a follow-up letter um, to address their concern. So lots of opportunity, and then there's lots of really strong follow-up that allows us to get better each day. But uh, I, I love the customer complaints because it allows me to save that customer. If I don't have an opportunity to hear from that customer, I might not have an opportunity to save that customer um, before they go someplace else. So, uh, But the reality is, is that most of us get discouraged or frustrated, but it's not worth our time to complain. Let's switch gears, but still stay behind the curtain at McDonald's. I, I've also been fascinated when you think about the number of meals you're serving in a day, and the stores are not, you know, warehouses, uh, and you have, I assume, a on-time delivery. How much? How many deliveries do you have a day? How much food do you keep on hand? Uh, that seems to be the logistical supply problem. Seems to be one of the big issues as well in running a good, uh, a good franchise. Yeah, that's a great question, too, and it's something that people don't ever really pay attention to. But supply chain, uh, United States uh, McDonald's supply chain is uh, literally one of the most sophisticated operations in the world. Uh, you couldn't even imagine. But uh, And I got a chance to spend almost a decade on that side of the business as an owner-operator liaison. But, you know, each one of our restaurants um, gets up to three deliveries from our local distributor per week. And then we have to place orders um, trying to understand what our future needs are, and we try to place these orders ahead of time that will match so we don't have too much inventory on time because, obviously, uh, we just don't have that much space to store. And if you think about it, a lot of our product is frozen or it's refrigerated product, right? So, So we have to really be careful especially in the refrigerator product, how we manage that. Um, so that's a, we're trying to get more um, automated with that each and every day to be more sophisticated with uh, analyzing that side of the business. So uh, really interesting side of the business, though. 
Yeah, that's uh, the guts of the business in many ways. Well, we need to go to break. Top McDonald's franchise owner John Abadi has much more to share when he when we return. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio. Are you concerned with the state of health care in America? You're not alone. Millions struggle with making a decision with their health insurance. But what if God provided another way? A way to touch the lives of other Christians by providing for their medical needs in a loving, scriptural way. Join the hundreds of thousands of believers all across America who are sharing each other's medical needs like these friends. I would never want to support any organization that is contrary to my faith. Samaritan Ministries allows us to control our own destiny, so to speak, in regards to taking care of our family. When we had our first need, we start receiving notes and people are praying for you. The amount of support that we got through that was was incredible. It's like the, the body of Christ is all over and they're reaching out and they have no clue who we are, but they genuinely care about us. If you'd like to become part of a growing community of Christians who are sharing each other's medical needs each month, visit us at SamaritanMinistries.org slash mentors. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash mentors. Are you struggling with how to practice your faith at work? Get answers to your questions and much more on the Catholic Business Journal, focusing on careers and business with a Catholic perspective. That's CatholicBusinessJournal.biz. The Catholic Business Journal, generating a return on principle. CatholicBusinessJournal.biz. CatholicBusinessJournal.biz. Do you want to make a living and live a meaningful life? Is it possible to be financially successful while making a positive difference in the world? Chris Lowney, author of the best-selling business classic, Heroic Leadership, and popular speaker on topics of leadership, corporate ethics, and decision-making, shares with you his 10 simple daily habits to building a better life and world, and how to implement them in his new book, Make Today Matter. Some of these habits include don't win the race, give away your sneakers, be more grateful, and control the controllables. Make Today Matter is a 2018 Distinguished Favorite Book in the Independent Press Awards and makes the perfect gift for anyone in a time of transition, graduating high school or college, beginning a new job, or entering retirement. No matter where you are in life, it is never too late to make today matter. Available everywhere books are sold. When a prospect like Sarah visits your website, will she engage with your content? Will your message be friendly? Will it be informative? Most important, will it build trust, like one friend to another? If not, go to betterwebsales.com and contact Catherine Andes. Catherine can freshen your website, plus drive more traffic with SEO, helping you turn visitors into customers. Start today. Go now to betterwebsales.com. That's betterwebsales.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I have John Abadi, one of McDonald's top franchise owners. We are delighted with the response that our show has received. If you've missed any of this show or any previous episodes, you can download our podcast by going to our website, thementorsradio.com. That is thementorsradio.com. Remember to subscribe while you're there so you do not miss any future shows. All of our content is available for free. So, John, we've talked a little bit about behind the scenes, behind the curtain at McDonald's. I'm curious, how did you get started uh, with uh, McDonald's and make your way to being the owner-operator? Yeah, I am what we call McDonald's second generation. My father actually started McDonald's uh, in the mid to late 60s. He was an electrical uh, electrical engineer working for uh, actually the CIA through GE, I believe, uh, finding McDonald's was an opportunity at at the Cow Palace of all places at a franchise show in 1966. Uh, and this is a man who grew up in an Italian household who probably never ate a burger his entire life until he started in a McDonald's. So it's kind of funny, kind of ironic. But um, I grew up in the business and started actually working in the business at the age of about 10 years old. And I, I have a funny story. I was in one of the restaurants. We used to clean kind of behind the toilets and, and uh, do a lot of stuff in the lobby. And we'd clean cigarette butts out of the 
at a landscape. And so I was probably 10 years old, and uh, it was around 1976-77, and um, I was cleaning cigarette butts out of uh, one of the restaurants, and a lady came up to me, and she said, oh, my goodness, how cute that you're working here. Who are you? And I told her, oh, my name's John, and my dad owns this McDonald's restaurant. She goes, oh, that's cute. Well, how much is he paying you? And I remember being so embarrassed because I was making $2.30. My dad said, if you guys want to work on Saturdays at McDonald's, I'll pay you. And it was $2.30 at the time. And I remember being embarrassed because I was so overpaid. <laughs> and, uh, and I think about minimum wage today. It's, it's a funny, funny thing. So um, I started off in the restaurants and then worked in the restaurants, uh, starting my freshman year in high school, I was able to work behind the front counter. And then eventually through high school, uh, became what we call a swing manager and then went off to college. Um, and then for the first two summers after my freshman and sophomore year in college, um, I worked in the restaurants. And then uh, and after that, then I ended up getting other jobs and internships uh, on my path to graduating from undergrad and then working and then eventually going to graduate school and uh, eventually working my way back into the McDonald's business in 1991. And at that time, my brother Jim, who is my partner today, had graduated from college and he was uh, also working in the restaurants and he was very, uh, very influential to say the least, in getting me back into the McDonald's business. And I always loved the McDonald's business growing up in it as a kid, but I was a very strong finance um, econ guy, and I and I thought that that was going to be my future path. And did you have any special mentors along the way uh, from a career standpoint? P- or you know, teachers? I've had a, yeah, I've had a lot. Obviously, my dad was incredibly influential just with his dedication to hard work. I had a, a priest friend of mine, matter of fact, growing up, that who's uh, passed away maybe 25 years ago or so, but he, he was very influential. Actually, I think he wanted me to become a priest, to be honest, but, but the one thing this, uh, this gentleman did for me was believe in me, um, uh, you know, more, I think, not not maybe uh, more than my parents, but it was just an interesting voice in my life that he was always uh, vocal about how talented I was and, and how much good I could do. And um, I never forget that influence in my life, certainly. Now, I understand you have had a lifelong pa- passion for biographies, reading one uh, by Welch, Reagan, Thomas Merton, Steve Jobs, St. Catherine of Siena. Who is right. actually the, the? She's actually the uh, the saint for business, I believe. Uh, she was a business person, yeah. Saint Catherine of Siena. Yeah. Anyways, tell us a little bit about your passion for biographies and what you've learned from that. Well, you know, I've I've been an avid reader since I was a child. Uh, for whatever reason, it's funny I laugh because the rest of my brothers and sisters they're not big readers, but somehow I got hooked on the Hardy Boys and never left. And so I, I've been reading, you know, books forever, and I try to read, you know, 40 to 50 books a year minimum. And passion for me is really in around business or theology or biographies. And so I've just had, um, you know, really a joy in my life by being able to read about some of the favorite people, you know, including people like um, Ronald Reagan and St. Catherine of Siena or, or Pope John Paul II, um, and the list goes on and on throughout history. And so they all give me a unique perspective. And I think one of the things that's, um, that threads throughout is this, uh, this concept of magnanimous leadership, you know, this understanding of leading with virtue, uh, this, this belief that you have a role and a responsibility to play in the world and that uh, God gives us all unique gifts and we are to maximize those gifts. And, uh, you know, I, I take Ronald Reagan as a perfect example of who's been given, was given so many unique gifts, uh, and he maximized those gifts. And was he the most intellectual individual or president we've ever had? No, but that wasn't his gift. His gift was in optimism and collaboration, uh, as an example. Um, you know, even, even I've read uh, a book on uh, President Obama recently, and I read all his speeches. 
And it was a beautiful book. I mean, he, his speeches were incredible, but he was given a, a unique gift to be a great orator and to communicate a vision. Like his politics or not, you can't, um, you can't underestimate the man's gifts. And I, and I think that's what's reading about uh, successful people. Um, and it continues to remind me that we've all been given unique gifts, and they're all different um, by virtue of that, and that we're to, we're to let those things go for the benefit of not only ourselves and our family, but for society, I think, in a, in, at a greater extent. And so um, I could go on and on about, about books. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We are with top McDonald's franchise owner, John Abati. John, you were talking about the gifts, and you were talking about uh, what your dad shared with you about having something special and uh, using that. Uh, you've done some pretty special things uh, for your employees. Could you tell us about that, uh, the programs that you've put in place and your focus on the employees and their not just their welfare, but their development? Yeah, you know, I realize that, um, you know, McDonald's is an incredible platform to change lives. You know, we employ uh, thousands of people and we serve tens of thousands of people. And so this platform can really be leveraged, you know. Uh, and one of the things I realized, McDonald's is not a dead-end job, uh, certainly, even though society wants to claim that from time to time. But McDonald's is a beautiful bridge our young people to get to wherever they want their life to be. And so we've been really harnessing this concept of McDonald's as a bridge for future education, future career paths, and we started a future leaders program to really enhance that and to give people uh, a vision greater than maybe they would have um, just with their normal life, to see that their life can be anything they choose it to be and how can McDonald's be the bridge that gets you there. So uh, lots of specifics on that, but that's basically the philosophical con concept behind it. When we go to break, or we're going to go to break, Todd, we're going to come back with top franchise owner for McDonald's, John Abadi, and he'll share more about the uh, Future Leaders Program when we return. If you have any questions or feedback, call anytime at 844-810-8255. That is 844-810-TALK. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio. In classrooms across America, students are not learning the same history you did. Last year, McGraw-Hill apologized for calling slave trade immigration. And a popular world history textbook devotes a full chapter to Islam and Muhammad, but only a few sentences to Christianity and Christ. Recent federal testing shows students are far worse in knowledge of U.S. history than in math. Only 12% of high school students are proficient in U.S. history. Today's history textbooks not only fail to engage, they favor political correctness over true history. This is a serious problem that has a far-reaching impact on our culture and our future. What are your kids and grandkids learning? At CatholicTextbookProject.com, you'll find fresh, accurate, engaging history textbooks. Used in Catholic schools in more than 60 dioceses, these textbooks are highly praised by all, even award-winning secular university professors. Go to CatholicTextbookProject.com to find out why. Are you concerned with the state of health care in America? You're not alone. Millions struggle with making a decision with their health insurance. But what if God provided another way? A way to touch the lives of other Christians by providing for their medical needs in a loving, scriptural way. Join the hundreds of thousands of believers all across America who are sharing each other's medical needs like these friends. I would never want to support any organization that is contrary to my faith. Samaritan Ministries allows us to control our own destiny, so to speak, in regards to taking care of our family. When we had our first need, we start receiving notes and people are praying for you. And the amount of support that we got through that was, was incredible. It's like the, the body of Christ is all over and they're reaching out and they have no clue who we are, but they genuinely care about us. If you'd like to become part of a growing community of Christians who are sharing each other's medical needs each month, visit us at SamaritanMinistries.org mentors. That's SamaritanMinistries.org mentors. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Lauren. Today I have John Abate, one of McDonald's top franchise owners. He's giving us a behind-the-scenes look at managing 2,000 employees 
as well as programs he's put in place called uh, such as Future Leaders to bring his employees to the point where they can be all that they can in this life. John, we were talking about the uh, Futures Leaders program. What more can you tell us about that? How do how do you do you identify people? Do they self-identify? How do they get into this program? Yeah, we really try to identify. We feel like we have to be their advocate, and we have to reach out and find them. You know, uh, a, a lot of our our people, wonderful, super talented folks, but um, they they tend to be folks that you would not normally say, hey, you know, they're on their path to incredible success. A lot of these folks come from first or second generation Hispanic households. Uh, maybe school is a bit of a challenge or they weren't as focused in school as they'd like or they just didn't have the mentorship, you know, and so we're trying to fill that gap. And part of that is getting these young folks and saying, hey, you've got talent. What do you want to do with it? Come, come to this meeting. We're going to talk with, you know, 20 or 30 of you folks and get you excited about your time here at McDonald's. But more importantly, what can McDonald's do for you so that McDonald's isn't just uh, a dead-end job, but McDonald's allows you to reach to the stars, whatever those stars are meant for you to be. And so we've done that. And so we have these meetings, and we capture these folks, and we ask them a lot of questions about their life. We challenge them um, to think differently about their life and their goals. Uh, we ask them questions they've never been asked before. And then, and then we try to mentor them along the way. And one of the things I say to them is I say, hey, guys, you know, if you're here for six months or six years, what can we do for you to allow you to be better? And, for, you know, if, so if you leave McDonald's, that's okay. We don't care. What we care about is how are you developing yourself? Because what I know from a business perspective is if somebody feels good about themselves and is working up on themselves in a, in a bigger plan for their life, they're going to be at a better employee for me for whatever period of time they're working for us. And so it's never about developing people to be at McDonald's for a career. That's really not important to me. What's important for me is to help them grasp what they want to do short-term or long-term in their life. And if it's at McDonald's, well, there's a wonderful pathway to a successful career in McDonald's. But that's not really my objective. Um, and so we, we really try to encourage that. We try to capture these folks. I require my supervisors to go out there, try to get with these guys, you know, every couple of weeks or a month, have lunch with them, talk about where you're at in the process, ask them about um, their life and what we can do to help them facilitate um, whatever path they're on, whether that's through college scholarships or sometimes it's transportation, other times it's, um, you know, it's, it's daycare. So, you know, it's really about saying, hey, you know what, you have purpose and self-worth, and we're here to help you see that and make the most of it. Uh, do you have a couple of examples yeah. of some of your great successes? Yeah, I do. I have this uh, lot, lots of really good examples all over the board, right? But um, lots of folks have used us as a bridge to get through college and to graduate and to go on to bigger and better things. I don't know if it's bigger and better things, but whatever it is to make them happy. You know, we've, we had this one gentleman, which I think this is a really interesting case, where he ended up uh, being a general manager for us. And that's a pretty tough job, being a general manager at McDonald's. And he was able to balance that while getting a chemistry degree at Cal State Stanislaus. And then he, he graduated. He ended up working for us for a couple more years as a general manager and kind of a supervisor. And then he decided he wanted to go in and get his master's or potentially a Ph.D. in chemistry. And so this young man transfers to UC Merced, and along the way, we kept helping him and letting him work whenever he wanted to work so he could have the money to afford to go to UC Merced. And he ended up a couple of years at UC Merced and, and with a master's degree and decided that he didn't want to get his Ph.D. and go into teaching. And so he comes to me one day and talks to me a little bit about it. And uh, I said, you know, I think I might have an incredible opportunity for you. And so I called up uh, Cargill. And Cargill is a major supplier to McDonald's. And Cargill has a large presence in the Fresno marketplace. And they're always looking for super talented folks. And they're dedicated to the McDonald's brand. And so I called up the, the general manager at Cargill. And I said, hey, I've got this incredible employee who just – graduated with a master's degree in chemistry, and he knows the McDonald's business cold uh, from the restaurant side. 
And so sure enough, they hired this young man um, to work in quality control at their beef processing plant in Fresno. And he's just done a great job. And he continues to move up in the company. And then he ended up marrying um, one of my current general managers. And so it's, it's a really interesting story. So his wife is the general manager at one of my restaurants, and then he works at Cargill, which is a sole source supplier in this particular area for McDonald's. Uh, so that's a u- unique, lots of interesting yeah. stories of folks who have used us to become teachers and administrators in high school and grade school. So I suspect that couple had a lot of Egg McMuffins for breakfast. Yeah, they're a, they're a, a great <laughs> so, McDonald's brand. Now, now you've uh, uh, written a book, Invest Yourself, and mm-hmm. there's two things I want to touch on very briefly. I think we've got another minute to go, minute and a half before we have break, and we'll come back to this. But three basic things in life, hope, happiness, and meaning, and also four substitutes for God, wealth, pleasure, power, and honor. Uh, mm-hmm. These I know are guiding uh, thoughts for you in life and, and helping others. Touch on that briefly. Yeah, and I always like to come back to... Um... The great, the great secular lie. That is that you can be happy if you maximize wealth, pleasure, power, and honor. And, and the reality is, is that you and I know as well as anybody out there who's really lived that life, and we all have at some extent, that it's never enough because you can never get enough of what you don't really need. Um, they're all substitutes for what we really want out of life, you know. But, and that's focusing on, you know, hope and family and legacy. Those are the things that are going to feed us, but we all get caught in the, in the confines of seeking um, happiness via wealth, pleasure, power, and honor. And I can still, and I still struggle with that each and every day. And, and it's a, and it needs to be a guiding principle in my life. To help me say, hey, is this pursuit going to lead me to the happiness that I truly seek? Um, and we all want to, you know, we all want wealth and we all want power and honor at some level. It's the, condition of the human being, um, but it can lead us on a really bad path if we allow it to be the center of our life. So I talk quite a bit about that in the book. And you also mentioned that happiness is a choice and love is a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. You know, one, one, set, one time somebody said to me, the best marriage advice I ever got was that, hey, John, love is a verb. It's a choice you make each and every day. Your marriage is going to be better if you see love as a verb. And that's always stuck with me. And I think, you know, and I think happiness is the same thing. I think we choose our path to happiness um, by our attitudes and certainly the choices we make. And, uh, and love is a verb. Anybody who's been married knows that. It's about yeah. action. Well, we need to go to break and we return Top fran- uh, franchise owner for McDonald's, John Abadi, has much more to share. Like us on Facebook at TheMentorsRadio.com. You will find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. That's TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. Hey, there's something new for you at the mentorsradio.com website, a new special offers page. There you'll find unique offers available only to our listeners, you. For example, have you ever wondered if a career coach could help you get to the next level? Find out. For a limited time, a superb career coach is offering you a free session. The offers change all the time, so bookmark TheMentorsRadio.com. That's TheMentorsRadio.com. TheMentorsRadio.com. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? 
multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org, oathbook.org. When a prospect like Sarah visits your website, will she engage with your content? Will your message be friendly? Will it be informative? Most important, will it build trust, like one friend to another? If not, go to betterwebsales.com and contact Catherine Andes. Catherine can freshen your website, plus drive more traffic with SEO, helping you turn visitors into customers. Start today. Go now to betterwebsales.com. That's betterwebsales.com. Do you want to make a living and live a meaningful life? Is it possible to be financially successful while making a positive difference in the world? Chris Lowney, author of the best-selling business classic, Heroic Leadership, and popular speaker on topics of leadership, corporate ethics, and decision-making, shares with you his 10 simple daily habits to building a better life and world, and how to implement them in his new book, Make Today Matter. Some of these habits include don't win the race, give away your sneakers, be more grateful, and control the controllables. Make Today Matter is a 2018 Distinguished Favorite Book in the Independent Press Awards and makes the perfect gift for anyone in a time of transition, graduating high school or college, beginning a new job, or entering retirement. No matter where you are in life, it is never too late to make today matter. Available everywhere books are sold. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Lloyd. Today I have John Abadi, one of McDonald's top franchise owners. He's giving us a behind-the-scenes look at managing uh, 37 McDonald locations in California and also some lessons he's learned all along the way with regards to uh, spreading the wealth with everybody that he comes into contact with. Uh, John, when, what, are you, what do you think your fundamental principles are that you live by? Yeah, that's a really good one. I, I think be true to my faith, be true to my belief. Uh, and it comes back to something you said in the very beginning. Who do you say that I am? You know, it's the eternal question of mankind, and it might be the, the biggest question that has ever been asked. Who do you say that I am? And I think by virtue of asking that question or answering that question, um, you have to take a real deep look into yourself and understand who you are. And if that's who you define yourself, how are you going to live your life, right? And I, th- I think that's the, that's the key thing that I continue to, to wrestle with, but to keep calibrated on. If I truly believe in what I believe, then I have to live my life a certain way uh, because none of us wants to be a hypocrite, right? We don't want to be a fraud. We want to be an authentic human being that, uh, that is trying to make an impact in the world. So it comes down to that, that simple question. Well, one of my favorite questions at this point is, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done? Oh, my goodness. I've got so many dumb things that I've done in my life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I made some dumb investments, certainly. Um, and I continue to make some dumb investments from time to time. I think sometimes the dumbest things uh, that happen to me are things that come out of my mouth. I'm a very uh, type A person, very opinionated. Um, I think I have the right answers. And so from time to time, um, I don't think fast and slow, right? And, and I mean, sometimes I, I think fast and I come up with something and I verbalize it and I haven't taken the time to understand the ramifications of that. And so that's something that I'm continuing to work on. I, w- I would say that it's some, some of the dumbest things I've done is maybe come from my mouth. And, and, I, and I actually say this in the book. I was in a, in a, you know, a meeting with seller owner-operators, and uh, I get frustrated from time to time because maybe the alignment of thinking is not the same. And I remember calling a fellow owner-operator something that I shouldn't have in a meeting. And it, and it stuck with me because it was, uh, it was a very embarrassing moment for me. And, and I thought, that's not the human being I've chosen to be. So, uh, yeah, lots of dumb things. Well, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, we all have. What, what, what enslaves you? Oh, my goodness. Legacy. 
legacy. I, uh, for those who are given, much more is expected. That is something that uh, haunts me in a positive way each and every day. You know, what is the legacy of my life? You know, and how am I going to live that legacy today versus leaving it when I die? It's easy to leave a legacy. It's much more difficult to live a legacy. And that's, uh, that's a bit of the haunting nature of my personality. And with all the people you've met over your lifetime, what is it that you've observed that separates those who are truly happy and peaceful in this life from those who are not? People who have a sense of purpose centered around faith. They understand that we're just sojourners on a journey towards uh, something greater. And so those folks, uh, in my mind, who seem the most at peace and the most grounded are the folks who understand the role and the responsibility of human beings in relation to that, in relation to who we are and our journey towards something greater than anything this earth can ever provide. And when you come into a room, what is it that you bring with you? I try, I try to bring um, optimism, and I don't always do that. I try to bring hope, and I don't always do that. Um, I try to bring enthusiasm, and I tend to do that, and I try to bring you know, some intelligent perspective, and I think I tend to do that. Um, but it's the hope in me and the optimism, I think, that are keys as well, and that's something that um, I work on every day. Well, we're out of time. We've been talking to top McDonald's franchise owner and author of Invest in Yourself, John Abati. John, thank you very much for sharing your precious time with us and the insights on life and career with me and my audience. Remember, if you've tuned in late, you can listen to this and past shows by downloading podcasts by going to our website, thementorsradio.com, thementorsradio.com. When you are there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next weekend at this time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.